There's something about the way you look in my eyes Like a starry night you light up my sky You lean in closer and my heart starts to pound I heard you sigh, you know I love that sound He's bouncing off my booty cheeks, I love the way he rides I can hardly breathe when he's pumping deep inside I kiss him on his neck and then he kisses on my pussy Call him daddy while I holler, man that boy's so damn good looking Ladies and gentlemen We made love and then he kissed me Welcome to the number one podcast for gay cowboy music. It's Coffee and Memes. I can't find the words to say, so I wrote this little note. Kiss it, seal it, so you know. I've got some time, if you've got some time to. You've been on my mind, baby, let me remind you while I lay you down. I can't get I'm starting to think this one might not be a joke. Me, nowhere else I wanna be. He's bouncing off my booty cheeks. I love the way he rides. I can hardly breathe when he's pumping deep inside. It's good. I kiss him on his neck and then he kisses on my pussy. Call him daddy while I holler, man. That boy's so damn good looking. Listen, let's be honest though. You can't. You're not gonna tell me that. People are using the colloquialism "bussy" in all seriousness, <laughs> are we? Is that what we're doing now? Is that where we're at? Twenty twenty-three. Yeah, they're talking about the damn boy pussy. Ah, damn! I'm gonna rustle me up some. I'm gonna rustle me up some millennial boy pussy. Millennial, bit of that bussy. Hmm. I sure. I, okay. I, 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 I'll roll with it. You know, I'm 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 a liberal guy. Sticks and Dallas with good looking. Out now, you can listen on Spotify. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, sure. I presumably there's a probably a pretty decent market for. You know, legit gay cowboy music. I mean, it, I initially thought it was for the want of the better, for the want of a better phrase, tongue in cheek. Come on, come on. Oh no, it's, no, yeah, fine. How dare you? <sighs> come on, man. Yeah, guys, I'm back, back from, back from Cornwall, back from the picturesque uh, little fishing village of St. Moors. Uh, nestled uh, deep down uh, on the uh, Roseland Peninsula, uh, approximately halfway into Cornwall. Uh, there's, uh, there's a sort of law of diminishing returns when it comes to Cornwall. You get about halfway in, and actually, it's not even diminishing returns. You just go straight up downhill, and then by the time you got to Penzance, oh, no thanks. No tar, you know? For one of that kind of nightmare, I'd, I'd, there's Plenty of council council estates around here I could go to, you know. Don't need to drive nine hours to get to one. Madness, ridiculous. Uh, yeah, went to Cornwall for a week. Rained every day, so that was cool. Uh, cooped up in a house, two two toddlers. Wicked, mate. Uh, it was you know nice, uh, trying at times, but uh, 
you know, touching grass, man. Out there touching grass, eating ass, checking out the Cornish ass, you know, uh, the pasties. I was a bit upset, I'll be honest with you guys. I was a little upset at the state of the pasties down there. I remember them being better. Uh, I think the Cornish pasty is, frankly, an underutilised food item. It's a, it's a, It has so much unrealised potential. And I've, I don't think I've ever experienced even a vague realisation of that potential. I mean, let's think about it, right? Yeah? Sorry if you will. Short crust pastry. Is it short? Yeah, let's just go with short. You know what I fucking mean. Short crust pastry, yeah? It's full of fucking meat and potatoes and swede. Yeah? Classic. Brilliant. Yeah? Delicious. Crispy on the outside. Juicy. Moist. Succulent on the inside. You'd think that would be a hard thing to fuck up, right? And yet, every time... I've had a Cornish pasty, at least in my adult life. First things first, you bite into it and burn the inside of your mouth, no matter how long you've left it to cool. That's a given, right? There are many other food items that do this, but it's just life, isn't it? Yeah? A calzone, which is essentially an Italian pasty. Yeah? All right? Don't, don't fuck with me, okay? Next, yeah? The meat. All, well, for a start, never enough. Never enough. You go West, West Country Pasty Company or whatever at the fucking Peace Pottage service station on the M23, yeah? You're like, fuck it, one more stop before, we, before we're home. Can't be asked with waiting for a Burger King. These pasties are right there. They're looking me in the eye. They're looking me up and down. Looking at me like I'm a fucking, like I'm a tenor. Like I'm a tenor that they've just spotted on the floor and there's no one else around. I'm like, fucking hell. There's a fucking tenor on the floor there. There's no one else here. I can guilt free just pick that up and pocket it. They're eyeing me up and down. Oh, oh, I start to eye him back. Me and the pasty lock eyes. It's mine. It's my pasty. I intend to have this pasty. I will have it. I shall have you even if it be buggery. So I get the pasty. Anyway, inevitably bite into it, burn the inside of the mouth. Uh, insufficient quantity of meat is the next thing you're met with. Insufficient volume of beef. And then the beef that you do have is, of course, essentially just gristle. It's some sort of cow anus it's a bit of spine you know bit of cow anus bit of spine and then the rest of it's just potato and sweet and it's hard to fuck up the potato and the sweet right but what well, you fuck it up with the ratio yeah so like doesn't take a fucking genius right to think that maybe there's some unrealized potential here maybe what if we actually made the meat good for a start you actually put some decent quality nicely stewed soft steak in there yeah and got the ratio between the meat and the potato and the swede right like you'd be onto a fucking winner with that boys again here i am essentially giving anyone the idea of a lifetime yeah 
the money maker of a lifetime. A Cornish pasty that's actually good, that actually satisfies. Yeah? Go on, Dragon's Den with that. Yeah? See what Bartlett thinks about that. Oi, Bartlett. Yeah? With your ridiculous jeans. With your clownish, buffoonish jeans. I'm sure you're a sweetheart, don't get me wrong, but those jeans are abhorrent. They're not cool. They're not funky and, and, and rad. You know? Come on here. You know Theopathetus. You know Theopathetus. Alright? Just... Listen, I know you've got a social media empire, but you ain't got Ryman's, have you? You know? You ain't got Ryman's. And a, there is no pair of jeans in the world that's going to make up for that. Anyway, back to the pasties. Listen, yeah? You can make that in your own home. With relative ease, I would imagine. Buy the pastry, don't make it. Just go to your, just go to your Morrisons, your Safeways, your Aldis, your Morrisons. Buy yourself some pastry, ready-made, roll the fucker out. Little YouTube video about how to fold it right, properly into a pasty, fine. Just buy a normal steak, a normal ribeye, stew that fucker for a few hours. Yeah, chop it up, stew it. Lovely, Fall, oh, falling apart a bit of melty in the mouth. Falling apart a bit of melty in the mouth. Chop up the potatoes, boil them up for a little while so nice and soft. Same with the swede. Mix it all up together. Put it in there. Cook it in the oven. And then just leave it for a while. But then when you think it's ready, leave it more. Leave it another 10 minutes. So you don't ruin and burn your mouth. There's not even a lot of seasoning in there. What's it? Salt and pepper? Can salt and pepper? Everyone's got salt and pepper. I keep sticking a little bit of garlic in there. Cheat yourself. Like a little garlic butter or something. Just run, run that round the inside of the pastry. Oh, God, you'd be doing yourself such a favour. Oh, think of how bad your life's been recently. Think of how terrible it's been for the last, oh, the whole year, quite frankly, and even the preceding few years. Think of how good it could be if, it's, if you spent an evening making that. Put pictures on the gram. Oh, God, you'd document the whole process on the gram. Tonight, guys, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a Cornish pasty that isn't shit. Ooh! Bouncing on my bussy. Come on, listen. No one's using the term bussy like unironically. It has to be. It has to be t t Dylan Dixon, Dylan Dennis, jujitsu and MMA legend Dylan Dennis. There, his new country music uh, career. Um, really? Come on, look, Rick, do you think? And he's pumping deep inside. Ah, oh, come on, he's out, he's taking a piss. He's taking a piss. Ladies and gentlemen, what coffee means? Steady job, a couple extra potatoes, that's all I want. You're getting on, you're pushing 30, Sluggy. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid. That what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy and that's funny and it's 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 kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you and if you don't play that out, you actually fail.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee Memes uh, here on uh, Threshold.fm. It's Tuesday, the Jesus Christ, the 18th of July already. I was listening to uh, Red Scare podcast today. You can make of, make of that what you will. Um, they said something uh, fairly amusing and accurate about um, that Geordie P. Uh, the um, a lot of the reason the, the main the, the real reason that people don't like him on both sides of the political aisle is that uh, <laughs> he like inherently brings out um, people's sort of innate desire uh, to bully others. Uh, to be a bully, um, you know. So you might just look at some some. Look, everyone does this, yeah. And don't pretend that, don't pretend that you don't. That you're some sort of special saint, doesn't it? But there's certain people that bring out a sort of latent desire to be a bully uh, in in you. So you might look at someone, and and basically you just like your overriding desire is wanting to like push them in a locker, or like chuck them in a bush. Or just like empty their school bag out on the ground, and that basically like Geordie P by you know having his Kermit the Frog voice and crying all the time just brings out people's innate desire to be a bully and push him into a locker. <laughs> I think there's quite a lot of people like that. I mean, Jones be another one on the other side of the political aisle. Like, oh, and you just love to get him in a headlock. <laughs> Just noogie him, just like really like just keep roughing him up until he gets really hot and like he's sweating, he's all red in the face and just like oh just keep noogieing him. Uh, fuck off! Get off me! It's like come here, Owen! Uh, get to him, you got Jordan on the other in the other one, you're just banging their heads together. And like, oh get off me, hey! No oh, rid of the little lobsters. Ah, good times, yeah. Both boys don't know. Yeah. Bugatti. Anyway, um, it's been a little while, so uh, kind of fun to get fun. I don't know if fun's the right word, but um, interesting, you know, to get back, to get back into the Bible again to see sort of what's the what's the crick, you know. The only thing that I've heard about recently, which I've I've had the uh, had the scuttlebutt. Yeah. Had the scuttlebutt on from uh, Jim of uh, Ranking Radio fame. It's this whole Adam 22 uh, business. And what's she called? Luna the Plug? Is it Luna the Plug? Oh, I've got it on here. I'll read out the messages from uh, from Jim. That's probably the easiest way to uh, get the insight. Uh, anyway, yeah. Have you heard of Lena, Lena the Plug? Yeah, Lena the Plug. Okay. He says, I'm sure I've discussed this with you before. I said, I don't think so. He says, so she's a porn star who does a podcast with her husband called Adam22, who's quite a big podcaster. I said, oh, yeah. He says, they do a thing called No Jumper. I don't know what No Jumper means. Um, their podcast is interviewing female porn stars, then they fuck them at the end. <laughs> I said, what a time to be alive. He said, anyway, as a wedding gift, Adam... Adam22 said that Lena could do a scene with the top porn star in the game. A uh, huge black guy called Jason Love. Uh, and oh my god, it's kicking off with memes about it. Andrew Tate is involved, calling Adam22 a cock. Uh, it was her first ever male scene without Adam. Um, he then recommends that I should watch the uh, porno in question. Uh, apparently there's now fake beef. Uh, there are a lot of memes. 
and he says that it's big news for losers like him and so consequently i guess big news for losers like me as well i've, I've seen all of the memes but i had no idea of the context but now i get the context and now it you know that makes a lot of sense but yeah weirdly as soon as those messages exchanged hands at uh, around about four o'clock in the afternoon I uh, went on Twitter and immediately my entire timeline was completely full of Adam22 news. I guess there's a little bit of sort of uh, information sharing going on between WhatsApp and Twitter. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you'll possibly have seen the memes. They're all much the same. They involve sort of large uh, black objects going into things and things being referred to as uh, Adam22's wife. No, they've got a sort of fake beef thing going on. Um, Adam22 saying that Jason character is not allowed to fuck his wife anymore. That he's been fat blacklisted from fucking his wife. <laughs> I mean, I, I see some weird things. We'd like posted a video of him like bench pressing a reasonable amount of weight, and then going, you know, it, you know, it takes a man to be this strong to let another man fuck his wife. Hey, hey listen, guys. I mean, look, they're both porn stars. Like, what, what the hell do you expect from these people? You're not like what you want want them to act like normal folk wouldn't be very good at making the porn would they if they were just like normal folk they're randy buggers you know they're horny you know you you think of that you think of that summer afternoon horn you get after a couple of drinks yeah they're like that all the time yeah morning noon and night if if they are around around and acted like normal people you can't even begin to imagine how bad the porn would be i'm talking about porn stars in general if they just you know were like like me or you or you know the person who lives above you and makes all the noise don't quite know what they're doing sounds like a toddler falling over but you know they don't have kids it you know if they if they were like them you watch porn by them you would you'd want to kill yourself oh be awful oh the awkwardness of it no techers guys over in two minutes it's a disaster person is if they're not crying out loud they're crying inside afterwards and then uh, it's like clean up no good the bedroom's a mess ah oh, just awful for all all concerned for the people acting in it the people filming it the people watching it end to end awful yeah okay so you get these you know these porno chaps there's husband and wife duo they do a podcast they shag the guest good good stuff you know fine yeah don't pretend don't don't pretend that you want these folk to act normal you just don't pretend that you're not you're not search you're not searching this out have a little have a little shifty at it now you've heard about it what's all this this is no jumper podcast i get a bad show in the end fuck you know four cans of stella mate seven can watch four fucking pint can of stella watch that i can watch that no jumper mate you know that fucking show in the end mate He's got fucking mental, aren't they? Yeah, fuck him. I'll still beat off to it. I will. I'll still, I'll still whack one out to it. The heck in these nutters, though. They're mental. They're mental. Now, they're the ones doing the shagging. You're the ones doing the wanking. You know, who's the who's the clown in this exchange? Anyway, that's uh, that's the, that leads us nicely on to the UK. Ranked fourth horniest country in Europe. Now, uh, think about it for a second. I'm going to give you five seconds to think about who's the t- top horny country. There are two two possibilities. 
well, there's one sort of sleeper possibility, which was my first guess, but I was not correct. Um, we'll run you through the possibilities, but you've got five seconds now to think, who is number one horniest country in Europe? Four, three, two, one, it's Italy. Now, my guess was Belgium. You wouldn't have thought Belgium, but if you've been there, and you've been there a few times, you'll know it's full of A-grade sexual deviants. Literally, people think that it's the Netherlands. People think the Netherlands is full of horny-ass buggers that are doing all the shagging, all the weird stuff all the time. Not really. They've got a bit of a reputation for it, but they're actually pretty normal. However, the Belgians, and particularly the more German end of the Belgians, they are beasts. Uh, They are dogs. They are a despicable bunch, quite frankly, when it comes to bed romantics. I was doing a show there once, we were driving along the motorway, and the driver was telling us how uh, Belgian people, they're, 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 they're gross, basically. They're just always some sort of de- sexual deviance going on. And then not not five minutes later, a car drove past us, and there was someone staring at us out of the window, through the window, and they had inflated a white latex sort of medical glove inflated it and they were just sort of like deep throating one of the fingers just looking at us as they drove past i mean <laughs> yeah apparently not really a coincidence i mean apparently that sort of thing happens too often for you to think it was a coincidence very confusing times so anyway i thought it would be the belgians bit of a sleeper choice but no they're not even on the list uh then you might think the germans uh or you know or, or holland but no it is in fact italy uh, in terms of the libido rating of the occupants. First, Italy. Second, Spain. Third, France. Fourth, UK. Fifth, Germany. Sixth, Switzerland. Seventh, Austria. Hmm. Interesting lineup. Interesting lineup. How is this libido rating calculated? That's what I want to know. Are we talking. And, 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 and this study. Um, oh, okay. So the study was carried out by sex toy brand Love Honey, who asked 22,000 sexually active respondents from 15 different countries to rate their libido on a scale from 1 to 10. All right, so it's an epidemiological study, essentially. Fine, 22,000 is a reasonable sample size, isn't it? So that's a reasonable sample size. Um, so as we know, fourth place, the UK libido... The fourth... Bleh, the UK has a libido rating of 6.22. Just above us, France, 6.24. Then Spain, quite a bit higher, 6.91. The Italians only a tiny little bit, oh no, uh, a tiny little bit above 6.93. Worldwide, horniest country, believe it or not, Hong Kong. Now, m- members of, you know, believers in a one China might not say that Hong Kong is a particular, is, you know, is its own country. But that's, you know, that's up to you to have your opinions on that. I would not, I, I would not, I, I, I don't know whether or not this, if you're doing the whole, I'd like to see this on the census. You know, I'd like to see it, I, I, I'd like to see it broken, well, particularly for the UK, I'd like to see it broken down by region broken down by county who's the horniest county you know tell you what it's not going to be cornwall christ that lot i'm surprised 
I'm surprised there's anyone left in Cornwall. Like they, they, they can't be at it that much. It must have a pretty dwindling population. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't honestly be able to Sussex. You think? I mean, it's got sex in the name. I mean, people in Brighton are they having a lot? Are they going? They probably are. They're, probably. It's, I mean, it's not going to be anywhere in the north, is it? I mean, let's be honest. It wouldn't be the north. Nevertheless, the lineup top ten in terms of horniness: Hong Kong, Italy, Spain, USA at number four, France fifth, sixth, UK, then Germany, Australia, Canada, Switzerland. Austria in there at number seven for uh, for Europe. Yeah, probably the less said about Austrian horniness, the better. Um, but it's interesting, you know. It's a uh, uh, it comes after a 2023 Durex survey of 2,000 adults, which claims that 32% of sexually active men uh, have at some point faked an orgasm. Uh, yeah, one once, once. Yeah, I definitely once. Like, really, like, legit faked it. Oh, it was just so bad. Oh, it was bad, man. Yeah. I was very young. Of age? Okay. Of age. But, like, oh, I'd hold that. Just, yeah, just, just as an act. Just didn't work. Just the, uh... Nah, just nothing. The stars were not aligned. The stars were well out of alignment. They need proper needed rebalancing. Uh, very, very poor star alignment. Perhaps, but actually, now I'm thinking about it. Even more than once. I've, you know, at this point, I haven't started counting uh, experiences on. I haven't had too many beans. I've been thinking. But I think about legitimate fakes, right? I can only think of one legitimate fake, you know, where I literally like, and then like, oh, I've just got to oh, go straight to the toilet, you know. I mean, it's yeah. You know, obviously, it's harder to fake a fake an orgasm as a man, but you know, if you've got if you if. If you practice safe sex as I did at that age, that's a little too safe. Little too safe by the sounds of it, you know. And you you bang it up, you just uh, it's pretty. It's probably pretty rare for women to inspect the contents of a banger. Not unheard of, but rare. So yeah, you just just yomp off, yomp off to the lav, you know, pop off to the po, and uh, she's none the wiser. You come back in and go qua. Damn, that was litres. That was litres of teenage spunk right there. Whew. Wow. Incredible. Who'd have thunk it? Oh boy, that sure was good. Wow, have you seen the time? I must be leaving immediately, as I have anywhere other than here to be. Toodle pip. Let's never do this again. Uh, which was... Yeah, more or less the story there. Sad times. What are you going to do? You can't win them all. Yeah, I, I, I'd be very surprised if, uh, if I was the only unsatisfied person in that exchange. But 
live and learn. You know, you've got to you you fail, fail often, fail upwards. Uh, I guess. Um, Woman's date thought it was okay to take photo of bum for group chat because of her job. Huh? Huh? Uh, a woman has opened up about a date from hell after a guy took a photo of her bum to send to his mates. Oh, I see. There's a lot. Could be anything. Um, could be anything. Right, look. Let's move on from the horniness. There's There's much more to cover. Uh, Jeremy Kyle starred jailed years after her appearance on the show. Yeah, okay, uh, fine, but there was about twenty thousand people went on Jeremy Kyle. Each and every one of them ripe for prison. This this is surely not unique that someone who has been on Jeremy Kyle has now ended up in the clink. I mean, this must be happening every day. I mean, there must be like the prisons must be essentially a rotating, revolving door of jeremy kyle let's go with contestants rather than you know uh would you say a contestant yeah contestants uh watched a bit of a documentary about <clears throat> jeremy kyle and the jeremy kyle show he sounds like a bit of a rotter if i'm honest it almost it's almost as if he didn't really care about the lives of the people uh, on the show uh, he just wanted to make a sensational television uh which he was very good at doing um, I don't think, and I don't think the sort of follow-up to the people where it was always like, "We're going to get you all the help that you need." He's Australian now, apparently. We're going to get you all the help that you need for being a sexual terrorist. You know, I know that you can't, you can barely leave the house for five minutes without having to go to a fucking alleyway to feed the pony. You know what I mean? But we're going to get you all the fucking help in the world, mate. I'm going to get you. I oh, know you're addicted to methamphetamines. And feeding the fucking bony, mate. But we're going to give you all the fucking help in the fucking world, mate. And then, uh, yeah, they don't. Uh, yeah, plot twist, they don't fucking don't know anything, mate. But you get to go on the telly, uh, which is cool. And that is presumably why they're there. Jeremy Kyle, Kyle star Tony Hodgson has been sentenced to jail after pleading guilty to drug dealing. All the way back in 2014, the mum of two first appeared on the now-cancelled ITV show. During the episode titled, Daughters at War, Today I'll Prove I'm Their Father. She ran on stage and spilled all kinds of verbal abuse at a bloke claiming to be her dad. On, ele on 11 July, the 31-year-old appeared at Hull Crown Court, where the court heard how she was arrested for unrelated matters on 14, ma 14 March. Why don't people, why, why don't websites, and I've said this before, but I still have not, not had a decent answer. Why don't websites put like the st or th on dates or of? Well, you can't, on 11 July, on the 11th of July. I mean, like how much time are you saving with that? On the way to the police station, she threatened to damage the police van and kicked the seats. Trying to remove her from the vehicle, one of the officers, uh, one of the officers, were kicked in the shins and another in the stomach. Bugger. Hodgson even claimed that she'd previously broken the officer's jaw and broken another officer's jaw and would do it again. As she attempted to headbutt one of them and she began spitting at them, the court heard. She eventually punched one officer in the face, but luckily none of them ended up seriously injured. 
In April, Hodgson was searched by officers in Hull City Centre where they found wraps of heroin and seven of cocaine in her jacket. Once arrested, officers searched her home where they found items such as scales, suggesting Hodgson was dealing. Uh, police also searched her phone, which reportedly showed evidence of drug dealing. Yeah, she doesn't look like the sharpest knife in the drawer, to be honest. Um, mitigating, Ben Hammersley told the court that she had pleaded guilty to the, at the earliest opportunity and didn't recall the assault due to being on drugs. That's no excuse, young lady. You need to grow up and take some responsibility for your unborn child. Her father died last year and she had just come out of a relationship. Okay, well, it's, you know, I'm not sure how your dad dying is an excuse for selling heroin. You know, many people's fathers die. I mean, in fact, everybody's father dies eventually, but not everyone deals heroin. Um, anyway. Oh, uh, Jeremy Kyle was a guest on Piers Morgan Uncensored. What a delightful conversation that must have been. Um, 26 stone fattest pig ever rescued after being fed biscuits and cola in a one bed Manchester flat um, listen enough about that girl I faked an orgasm with am I right how dare you sorry anyway look at this giant fat look at this fat fucking pig look at this stupid fat pig stupid fat fucking northern pig Biscuits and cola. Um, a huge pot-bellied pig was rescued after having been fed a diet of biscuits and cola while living in a small one-bed flat in Manchester. 26 stone pig. That's a big fucking pig, man. That is a big old pig. Portia, the pig, lived on a diet of junk food and fizzy drinks while being kept in the flat as a, as a pet for seven years and weighed so much she couldn't walk, weighing a whopping 26 stone. Now, following a strict diet, Portia has dropped a massive amount of weight and can now walk again. Now weighing just nine stone. Wow, that's a hell of a that's a hell of a weight loss. That's an inspiring and motivational weight loss journey. I would like to see a sped up montage of that on a YouTube short. That would be sensational. Maybe with um, uh. <sighs> It's that sort of like new metal tune. It's just like, it's 20% this and 30% there. They always put it on shitty MMA training videos. You put that in the back. You know what I'm talking about. Don't argue with me. Slide into my DMs. Porsche was rescued from a flat and now resides at the Whitgate Animal Sanctuary in Merseyside. However, things weren't easy for Porsche when she first arrived at the sanctuary. I imagine she's pissed off. Uh, Sanctuary founder Laura Whelan said Porsche came to us last summer. She was living in someone's fat flat, being fed junk food, biscuits, Coca-Cola. Never seen such a fat fucking pig. Jesus, state of this fucking pig. So fat. Oh my god, she could barely walk. By the time she, uh, by that time, she'd already lost the use of one leg because her weight was, because of her weight, and was almost lame. And she told the BBC. They would have to roll her to get her up. And uh, she'd spend as long as 48 hours lying in bed sometimes. Uh, with the sanctuary having to hand hand feed her. Because she was in so much pain. Oh, bless that fat fucking pig. Um, it was almost as if she'd closed down. And shut down. Uh, before she lost weight, Portia was bullied by the other pigs of the sanctuary for being 
huge and fucking fat, I guess, uh, because she was too heavy to move fast. The other pigs would steal her food and run away with her. Oh. Um, but now she can happily look after herself. She's half of her size. It's living her best life on pig pellets, uh, fruit and vegetables. We used to cover uh, enormous animals quite extensively on this show back in back in the day. Nice to nice to have one back, you know. I mean, this giant fat northern pig. Lovely, adorable. How darling. Uh, there's more animal news. Danny Dyer plans to leave half a million uh, in his will to his dog. Danny Dyer not see himself living that much longer then. Like, I mean, how long's like even like the oldest dog in the world's probably not that not any older than twenty years old. That's Danny Dyer in his late forties. I mean, Danny Dyer is planning to leave half a million in his will to his dog Debbie. Oh, just to wind up his missus. <laughs> the former EastEnders actor and much loved Cockney was asked if he had made plans on who would take over his inheritance, uh, with Dyer worth an ex- estimated £4 million. You know, it doesn't seem like that much these days, does it? I mean, you look at property prices in Brighton. I mean, for, yeah, obviously you get the majority of places in Brighton for £4 million, But if you look at what, like, £2.5 million gets you in Brighton, it's surprisingly little. Like, sure, it's like a it's like a big five bedroom sort of townhouse, but it's not a mansion, you know. It's it's a terraced house, you know. You, you, oh, it'll have an all right garden out the back. It's got no land, you know. It's got no no swimming pool, no. You, you know, you've got no huge gardens or you know. It's two reception rooms, three bathrooms, like kitchen island. Like, Victorian features, parquet floors, all all white goods included. It's off-street parking for one car, two and a half million pounds. Offers in the region of two and a half million pounds. BN1 postcode, very handy for Waitrose. You know, it's... There was a... I was watching a, a YouTube of a man who compares houses in Toronto, uh, a notoriously overpriced city, uh, with Scottish castles. And you can do the same comparison with Brighton, really. Like, yeah, he was doing a house in Toronto, which was about two million Canadian dollars, which I guess is, what, one and a half million pounds? And then the equivalent, you know, and he basically looked like a crack den. It was like a three-floor crack den. It was covered in graffiti on the outside. It was it was ghastly, ghastly property. Two million dollars, and then the Scottish castle was an absurd. I mean, it was a castle. It was a legit castle. It was giant. It had like twenty five bedrooms. It was it was an insane stately home. I mean, it would be. I don't know why no one. I mean, it seems like an odd thing to sort of have on the market because you would expect that sort of thing is bought immediately as a sort of wedding venue, but. Yeah, I mean, insane. Huge gardens, just monstrous amounts, acres and acres and acres of land and garden. And I mean, imagine the upkeep's quite, quite hefty. But like, I mean, have you have you seen the council tax in Brighton? You've been on a high council tax ban in Brighton. High, ta- high council tax ban in Brighton. Oh, poor. I'll tell you, poor. You probably keep two Scottish gardeners on the on the payroll for that. Two two groundskeeper willies. Anyway. 
Four million quid, Danny Dyer. You'd ex- I just... I would have, maybe he spends his money. Maybe he spends it on frivolous things. You know, he's not... He's not Tiny eyes. Looking at him now. Eyes oh, like piss holes in the snow. All his features are actually really close together on his face. And there's... Quite a lot of... There's quite a lot of unused real estate on Danny Dyer's face. Like if you... You know, if you cover up the eyes and the nose and the mouth, you've literally only covered up about 10% of it. Like, his eyes and nose and mouth could double in size and it wouldn't look weird because they're currently so small. I've never really noticed this before. Can't unsee it now. His eyes are tiny. Like little like little walnuts. Or little little hazelnuts. It's like it's like I don't know, like someone's wrapped up a hazelnut in a Rizzler. Wild. Anyway. Why did expect Danny Dyer to give a large chunk of his dollar to some of his closest family members? The actor has had a special mention for his beloved bulldog. While his kids were mentioned, Debbie will certainly be getting a large chunk of her owner too. And with the amount she'll get, it'll surely provide a life supply of dog treats. Uh, speaking to Kathy on Kathy Burke's podcast, where there's a will, there's a wake, Dyer said, What the... Th- Kathy Burke has a podcast called Where There's a Will, There's a Wake. And this is what? People talking about what, who they're going to leave stuff to. Jesus. This is like the... I can't remember what number it is, but the sort of law of the internet, rule of the internet, you know, basically that you... You know, if you can think it, there is porn of it. This is now like, if you can think it, there is a podcast of it. Where there's a will, there's a wake. Dyer said, I've got to just... <clears throat> I got just before the pandemic. I can't do a good Danny Dyer impression. And what I didn't realise about bulldog is they look fucking sad all the time. You never seen a bulldog before. I feel so. I feel I need to give her something or get some proper carers for her. Give her a flat with a carpet. Give her whatever she wants out of guilt. Dyer then jokingly added, also, I will, it will wind my missus up. She'd be like, you fucking give half a million pounds a fucking dog. Dyer married childhood sweetheart Joe in 2016. They have three children together, Danny, Sonny and Artie. Uh, Debbie is seemingly in the same bracket. It's her three kids, according to Dyer, previously describing a bull ma- bulldog as a legitimate child. Debbie is an incredible little thing, but quite old work. This is the worst Danny Dyer impression on record. I've also got a wife that hates animals. It's like I've brought in a child from another marriage. (laughs) Uh, Elsewhere in the podcast, Dyer opened up about some health issues down there. Down there. Where he explained that he has a condition known as hydrocele. Hydrocele. A condition causes a type of swelling in the scrotum and happens where fluid collects in a thin sac surrounding the testicle. Hydrocelis usually goes away with time, but Dyer has been struggling with it for years. He says, I've already had an ultra scan on it back in the day. Uh, it's worrying me. It's a fucking big old bollock. 
I've known loads of people with, with like one big one big bollock. Um, one of them I've seen way too many times. In fact, both of them. I don't. What? Hold on a second. Feel free to get in touch with the show over this. Do you do you have a male friend in your life that happens to have one gigantic testicle? And if so, are they the type of person that likes to get out at any opportunity and sometimes when it's totally inappropriate because they're just that type of person? Is this an affliction that only affects certain types of men? Scumbags. Really, it's one sort of deviants. Yeah, gingers. You know, just like... You know, the type of kid who, when they were, like, you know, four or five, they'd be the kid who would eat mud or, like, lick the bottom of people's shoes, you know, for attention. They'd, they'd do the weird shit at school to, you know, to get the laughs. That kid. You know, that one. Get in touch. You know, do you have a... You know, have you, have you known... Are you one of those men with a giant bollock that's just gagging to get it out? Send a picture. DM me on Instagram. Picture of your massive bollock. Please. Please. Daddy, while I holler, man, that boy's so damn good looking. Look, call him daddy while kiss him on his neck and then he kisses on my pussy. A little trip to the Ram Ranch. Uh got a good uh, playlist here of outsider music which i'm going to go through at some point find a, find a few more few more classics yeah daniel johnson who's one of the sort of uh, kings of of the outsider music true love will find you in the end Find out just who was your friend. Don't be sad, I know you will. But don't give up until true love will find you in the end. Let's go on one of my compilations of sad bastard music. This All my favourite Tom Waits and Leonard Cohen and Nick Cave. Only if you're looking can it find you. It's true love is searching too. But how can it recognise you? Unless you step out into the light, the light. What I like about the genre of outsider music is that you you can't make it if you try. It's a uh, it's a sort of um, a genre of music totally free from uh, being contrived. Like it's the 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 opposite of of being contrived it's like it's it's you you know it's you you can't like avant-garde music doesn't fall into the category it's like to make outsider music it, it has to be the only thing that you're capable of making you only make totally your thing 
um, without going like, mm, I'm going to make some, I'm going to make some wacky music. Be one of those wacky people. You're just like, no, I'm making the music. I'm doing the music now. This is my music. Do you like it? I think it's pretty cool. And people are like, it's fucking weird, mate. And then some people go, yeah, I, I like this. This is uh, this is a strange one. Uh, Vampire Bat by Wesley Willis. What does it mean? Vampire Bat. Vampire Bat. The lake of fire tore his ass up. He was burning to the crisp. He was cast to the lake of burning flame. Vampire bad. Vampire bad. Vampire bad. Vampire bad. Vampire bad. Are there any other podcasts that cover sort of mainly Lad Bible articles and outside of music? <laughs> So I'd like to listen to them. Uh, anyway, back to Danny Dyer. He says, uh, it says, if that wasn't enough of a mental image for you, he then likened his dick and balls to a fucking slug on an apple. Ah. 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 Hey, fuck off. Anyway. Um, few follow-ups actually got few follow-ups woman who was married a Victorian era ghost has divorced him uh, by having an exorcism uh, now we I feel like we definitely covered this woman maybe even years ago you know back when we used to cover a lot of people that had sex with or married ghosts um, I was a woman I remember married ghost of a ghost of a dead pirate and weirdly turned out to be more into the idea of sort of swashbuckling, pillaging, um, and acquiring gold doubloons uh, than he was interested in being a good husband. I mean... I just... Listen. Women have all the freedoms they want these days. You know, free, free to marry who you want. You know, free to get whatever job you want. You know, free to free to be who you want, yeah. But call me cynical, you know. Call me a curmudgeon, and you know. Call me whatever you like. I just feel like if you marry the ghost of a dead pirate, and then he beha- behaves in a pirate-like fashion, you know, who's the mug there? You know, it's not really the pirate, is it? You know, the pirates being a pirate. You mar- presumably you married him because you like pirates, yeah. You like his sort of piratey, swashbuckling antics, yeah. You know, you didn't marry him because you wanted him to do to help you with your tax return. If you did, you're an idiot, right? You're marrying the ghost of a dead pirate. You can't be wound up if he's going out burying treasure and stuff, can you? You know, he's off on the high seas flying the Jolly Roger. Oh, he's supposed to be staying in with me watching Taggart reruns. He's out on the bloody boat again, isn't he? He's out, he's got to, oh, he come back. He, like, he comes through the door, throws his cutlass down. He treats this place like a bloody hotel. Yeah, I've got parrot shit everywhere. Oh, 
you know, I can't, can't, can't open open a cupboard to get something out, uh, get some crisps out. So it's full of bloody gold doubloons. And everywhere I can't find the Doritos. But babe, what do you what do you think you signed up for here? Winds me up. You know, they want all equal rights without the equal responsibilities. You know what I mean? Anyway, woman who married a Victorian era ghost has divorced him by having an ex warcism. <laughs> woman who married a ghost in a Victorian era has revealed she divorced him. Uh, Brocada sent shockwaves around the world when she announced her nuptials uh, to Eduardo. Um, the 40-year-old said the dev- devilishly handsome soldier burst into her bedroom on a stormy night and their fate was set. They decided to get hitched after only five months of knowing each other and they had their wedding last Halloween. However, things quickly went from bad to worse. Um, Brocada says Eduardo got drunk on their honeymoon in Barry Island, Wales. And he started getting very possessive. Ugh. Oh dear. To make matters worse, the ghost also apparently developed an unsettling fascination with Marilyn Monroe, something that the wife didn't take too kindly to. Nightmare. Um, The 40-year-old said Eduardo would disappear for days and then come back smelling of Chanel No. 5, which was Monroe's signature smell. When she tried to put boundaries on her new husband, that only sent him into an anger. He can't put boundaries on a ghost. What are you... Uh, so Bracada decided to return to the chapel where they exchanged vows and performed an exorcism. She said, our relationship had always been turbulent from the beginning uh, with the stark contrast of him being threatening and possessive and then warm and intense. But I slowly began to tire of being married to a free spirit. He was inconsistent, barely present. She added, I came to the conclusion that the journey with Eduardo had no positive conclusion uh, and his energy was dragging me down. There was no breakup conversation. I just co- I consulted a psychic medium to help me assert my boundaries over Eduardo and to try to tame him, but it didn't work. He grew increasingly more aggressive and nasty and began to haunt me with the sound of a screaming baby. I concluded that the only way to get rid of Eduardo was to exorcise him, so I embarked on the harrowing process in the chapel where we got married. After hours, he was finally purged from my system. I felt light and free and excited to be released from his troubled spirit. Since the exorcism, I have I haven't felt his presence or seen him. The whole energy has shifted, and life feels more light and joyful. I'm quite adamant that I no longer want to be haunted by Eduardo, so his presence isn't welcome in my life. She wrote a song called "Just Another Anthem" about their relationship, and she believes it's uh, an in your she believes it's an in your face message to symbolise that I've moved on. Uh, she's recently joined Just Stop Oil and will be marching slowly through London streets to protest against climate change. Well, wish her the very best of luck. People are weird, aren't they? You know, people are... Yeah, it takes all sorts, isn't it? And that's the queerest folk. You know, some mums do have them. Ugh. Um, this is uh, my pal Foot Foot by the Shags. 
always likes to roam. My pal's name is Footfoot. I never find him home. I go to his house, knock at his door. People come out and say, Footfoot don't live here no more. My pal Footfoot foot, foot. always likes to roam. My pal Footfoot foot, foot. now he has no home. Where will Footfoot go? What will Footfoot do? I wish I could find you. I've looked here, I've looked there, I've looked everywhere. Oh, foot foot, why can't I find you? Foot foot, where can you be? Foot foot, why won't you answer me? Foot foot, oh foot foot, wherever you are, I want you to come home with me. I don't have time to roam. I have things to do. I have to go home. Oh, foot foot, where are you? Yes, the Shags, uh, with my pal Foot Foot. Um, they're a confusing bunch. Are they all sisters? Or are they all one person? Is this... I don't know. Wow. Philosophy of the World is another of those. You know what, you'd play this to a Gen Zer and they'd just want to listen to Tour by Mackie G. You know, say, how about the Shags? You know, you could listen to Philosophy of the World or My Pal Foot Foot by the Shags. Here, have an opportunity to. You'd give them, you know, the iPod and they'd be bopping away and then you'd look at the screen they'd just have, have Tour by Mackie G on. You know, sad. Anyway, end of the show, really, if I'm honest. Um, thank you to everyone who has been on the Patreon, the Patreon. You get your name shouted out and an extra episode of the show every week. Yeah. Uh, thanks to uh, Connor, Ross Hillier, Ben Waller, Daniel Cheeseman, Matt Saunders, Tom Wamper, Alex Hildred, Chris Josephs, Kootenai Junglist Movement, Bo, 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 Dale Holland, Audrey the First, Max Morrell, Josh Mayers, Tom Frost, Mark, Mr. Mark, Joe Lewis, Ollie Watt. Adam Payne, Ed Smart, Alistair Michael, John Forsyth, Anderson for played, Gordon Price, Wodge, Lupe Salazar, Nick Brock, Alexander Cassidy, Hendo Bartendo, Chad Ryder, Martin Wick, Alex Wilson, Joel Potter, Matty Tompkins, Paulie Hutton, aka Paulie Da Pimp, Kieran R. and Reese Mosson. Fine bunch. Fine fucking bunch. Yeah? Fine. I'll see you later.